0: Welcome on into Weekend Joe here on Claimsonline.com. Driven by Munganas and Alton Toyota, visit them online at AltonToyota.com. I'm Andy Hanselman. Joe is taking the weekend off. Recording this on Sunday, April 10th. I believe it is. After the Masters, uh, we're doing a little Masters recap with Skip Berkmeyer. He is the co-host of Fairways and Greens on the Big 550 KTRS with our friend, Jennings Randolph Jr. He's also the uh, three-time Missouri State Amateur Champion. Highly, highly decorated amateur golfer. Uh, he gives us a lot of insight on a lot of really good stuff. Uh, talking about the win on with Scotty Scheffler, uh, Kim Smith, talking about a little bit some outlier guys like Corey Connors, who goes out uh, The changes at Augusta, uh, the focus on the short game and approach game um, at Augusta National Golf Club right now. And the situation with Scotty Scheffler on Saturday, where he had to put all of those different rules into interpretation and effect. Our conversation with uh, Skip Berkmeyer runs about a half an hour. This is Weekend Joe on claimsonline.com driven by Munganess Alton Toyota. Visit them online at altontoyota.com. Here's our conversation with the great Skip Berkmeyer. We are joined by the three-time Missouri State Amateur Champion and 10-time Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association Player of the Year. He's also the co-host of Fairways and Greens on the Big 550 KTRS in St. Louis, and you can find him on Twitter
1: at S. Burkmeyer. Hey, everybody,
0: it's Skip Burkmeyer.
1: How you doing, Skip? Good, Andy. How you doing? It's uh, good to talk to you. Always good to talk golf, particularly after a wonderful Masters. Boy, it
0: it really was a fantastic Masters. There wasn't much drama with regards with who was going to win. Um... I kind of want us to go in my prep that we were joking about earlier over text. I, I wanted to talk about Scotty first, you know, gets his first four wins of, of his career this year. And one of them happens to be the Masters. Um, he just seems to have all the tools. and just has the level head that you need to compete at that level and win at that level.
1: He does. Uh, he's got a great pedigree from uh, amateur golf. He won the USGA junior like Tiger did. He's, he was a great uh, collegiate player at the University of Texas. Um, and he started his career on the Corn Ferry Tour, earned his, earned his PGA Tour card. But I think really for the mainstream golfer, last year he had a really great year. Um, but I think what really separated his year last year was he didn't win, but he got, he got selected by his peers and the captain to play in the Ryder Cup team. And that, and he not only played, he excelled, beat John Rom in a singles match, and I think there's a bounce sometimes that happens when that happens. So he gets selected for that team, and then all of a sudden, it kind of gets you more comfortable with your surroundings, more comfortable with how good a golfer you can be when your peers um, certainly feel comfortable enough to have you on that team. And lo and behold, he comes out and wins four times this year. You know, before the before April is even over, um, including the Masters and uh, extremely good, high level talent, uh, has a perfect game for the Masters and and Augusta National. And uh, he showed it for four days where he was pretty much sleeping on the lead Friday night, Saturday night. Um, Very difficult thing to do, particularly to win your first major.
0: Yeah, going wire to wire at Augusta, I think the last person to do it was Jordan. Jordan almost did it two years in a row. That's until right. He, until he blew the lead on the back nine on Sunday and lost to Danny Willett in 2016, I guess it would have been. So Correct. so he didn't quite go wire to wire, but it was it was awfully damn close. Uh something that my my wife and I were kind of laughing about at the end was just the human factor with the four putt on 18 from, That's right. from two feet. Um <laughs> Your nerves just have to be. The adrenaline has to just be pumping through you at that point.
1: Well, I think at that point he'd already he he knew where he was and he was enjoying it. I think he lost his concentration more than anything. Uh, he knew he was going to win um, and and was going to enjoy it. Uh, I, I it, absolutely. There's so many emotions that go through it. I mean, he talked about. I just listened to his press conference and he talked about how he actually was in tears this morning and I and, I, and it was it, it caught me. And I, I, I turned it up real quick, and he was thinking maybe he's not good enough to handle the situation. And to think about the emotion that, that brings a guy to tears like that, where he had to really say, well, I'm not in control of this. Whatever's going to happen, things are going to be okay. And so clearly, he, 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 when he got to the golf course, he said he felt the most comfortable. But sitting to have to wait to go through all this mentally and then to realize you're going to win, I think at the end, uh, the four-putt uh, explains – how the mind can work in the game of golf and how it can work in sports.
0: I think really the nail in the coffin today was the chip in on three after he had gotten out of trouble uh, with, with an errant drive to over to the left on three kind of behind a scoreboard had to have more rules officials come in we're going to get to, we're talking about yesterday on 18 kind of here towards the end, Mm -hmm. but um, chips that ball in. Uh, Have you ever played Augusta national? And if so, do you know that chip and how hard was that chip to make?
1: Well, I I have played it, which which is I played it about fifteen years ago. Actually, more it's actually longer than almost eighteen years ago. Anyway, um, yes, the the third hole and most of Augusta's greens are perched high, and you're basically in all there's fall offs, and that one on three being only a three hundred and fifty yard par four, it's extreme. That's a very much of an extreme fall off so i mean he really could have been there all day chipping it up and coming right back down to him so it was extremely difficult uh to even get it up and down much less hole it it's 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 really a one in a thousand shot almost um and if you notice it went in with some steam it was going to go by six seven eight ten feet um which should have been a difficult downhill putt for for par um so i i, I do think that was a huge turning point i think the real turning point though was besides just chipping it in which was obvious. I think the fact that he left it short and Cam Smith had to follow. And if Cam Smith puts that ball on the green, I don't, it's hard to think that he's going to chip that in, that the the momentum really would have kept swinging towards Cam Smith's. In fact, he probably has potentially the lead after the third green, if he gets that ball on the green. And I I think that swing right there um, calmed Scotty Scheffler down. And it certainly uh, um, put a, Put a little bit of a charge in him, and actually got him propelled forward uh, and stopped the momentum for Cam Smith. So I agree with you; it was a, it was a big part of the turn.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic point as well. That if, if Cam Smith hits it on the green, which I think he mishit it, he was kind of like around some some control boxes that I thought he would have gotten relief from, but I figured maybe he already gotten his relief, and he looks like he just he mishit the shot. He almost, for lack of a better
1: word, chunked it. I mean. Well, you hit it in that, first of all, all the the lies at Augusta are really tight. So if you're hitting a half shot or a 60-yard shot, it's not that easy. A lot of times the grass is growing into you. In this case, he was over where the the patrons had been the entire time and and, and walking and stuff. And it it did, to your point, I I, I said before to myself before he hit the shot, I'm like, man, it just seemed like it was really tight. The camera was close. There's a lot of people close. The, The control boxes were close. It looked uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And, and it didn't look normal. And he looked rushed because he also had to wait all that time from Scotty Scheffler and the rule, the ruling and where he's going to drop and stuff. So it looked, it looked funky before it happened. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what, why it happened, but I I agree with you. And that whole circumstance happened so quickly, just as the circumstance happened on 11 and 12 so quickly. So it's amazing what can happen with one shot or, what momentum here or there in a major championship?
0: Cam Smith, the Players' Champion. I forgot what other tournament he won this year. He's won two. Corey's now won. F- I mean, Corey. Uh, Scotty's won four, but had one three coming in. Um, Cam Smith, the best. Does, does he have that title now? Best player to uh, not have won a major.
1: I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he. he he's. I mean, the, the Players is about as close as you can to have a major without having a major. Right. I, I. And he's relatively new. Not a little bit longer than Scotty Scheffler. Once again, kind of came to prominence in the Masters a couple years ago. And we had a really good president's cup in Australia. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he does some things really, really well. I think he's the best putter on the, on the planet earth. I um, mean, his iron play has been tremendous uh, with the exception number 12 this week. Um, he does so many good things. Well, he leads the PGA tour in birdies. I think he's coming to his own a little bit. And what I like about Cam Smith is he seemingly continues to get better. I don't think it's the last time we're going to hear from Cam Smith at Augusta national. I think he's going to be around for a few more years. He's going to have another shot at it at least, um, you know, and who knows, he might have a major in his future just this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dottie Pepper said that on the broadcast today that, you know, it's only a matter of time before Cam Smith puts on his green jacket. And I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one of my favorite players at Augusta that really he, he, he he had a little bit of a, of a run this afternoon, but it's Corey Connors. And he kind of reminds me of back in the mid-2000s, Chris DeMarco was a thorn in the side of Tiger Woods and David Duvall and, and everybody. He was always second or third there from about, I don't know, 99 till about 2006, sure. two, 2007. I think Corey Connors is that kind of player. Um, Corey Connors is the kind of player that can put
1: on a green jacket too? I You know, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think there's so – the depth of talent on the PGA Tour is so deep that I think there's many people that could, under the right circumstances. I think Corey Connors' strengths are, are ball striking, and he, he is very, very consistent week in and week out. Um, he's a Matt Kuchar kind of player, if you want to put an example of a PGA Tour player that, that's that's similar. And I think his career is probably more on that path than winning multiple majors, or maybe even winning one major, um, but anything's possible. I will say you, you're, you're correct on, on the, on the talking point of, of him being a thorn on the side. I don't think his game's going anywhere. I think Will Zalatoris is a similar kind of guy. I think they're going to just keep being around because of how good they can hit the golf ball. And when you can hit that good, you don't have to be that great in anything else because they're very, very consistent. Um, and I, I, Corey Connors' game is, is he's going to win multiple times in the PGA tour. No question
0: uh only nine players in the field end up under par i have to think that the changes to 11 and 15 uh are part of the reason for that also the their at augusta national teams that they've taken the focus away from the driver and put it and and have they've put it on to the approach game and the short game no eagles on 15 this week I, we're yeah was that right yeah yes no, yeah they were not yeah they're not eagles your thoughts on the committee and the changes that they've made to Augusta National after watching it this week.
1: Well, before I get to the, the, the committee change, I think the one of the reasons that it, it seems a little different this week is, is that, is that that cold wind that they had, I think was the bigger player in the scoring than anything. Um, if you recall when Zach Johnson won, back in 2007, I believe, mm-hmm. um, it was over par, I believe, was the winning score. Or, or he was maybe the only one to finish under par. And that was because they had a cold – they had that wind when it's into the wind at 1, into the wind at 15, which makes it difficult. I, I think that was more of – it had to do with the scoring than the changes. I do think um, – I, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I What I like uh, – and Jay and I have talked about this before. I like flexibility when it creates – you want to create that drama on 15 and to have the only the T back there at 550, not have the ability to maybe push it up a little bit more to have them at the top of the Hill, I think is, is what you want. Um, but, but for, but for the most part, I, we, I saw today on the changes, it was a lot better when the warmer weather. So I, 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 I think while I'm, I'm still getting used to having a longer 15th hole, still getting used to the different changes on 11 and the more severe, right. I think with the warmer weather and get the ball out there further, I think uh, made them, they're just fine. And, and and these guys are so good. They can really do anything. Length really doesn't do much to their game. It's more wind and firmness is uh help score or hurts the score. And
0: I agree, except for the point that I, I think that being able to place your, your drives is always been a, a critical part of scoring at Augusta national. Sure. And, and um, you know, and especially on fifteen on, on the on the scoring opportunities with that that it used to present itself because I mean those guys, I mean you, everybody's familiar with the with the shot with the second shot into the green, on fifteen everybody went for it back in the day, um, up until this year, and then uh not having really not really having that shot and like you said the cold wind as well did didn't help matters any at all. I, I still think it would have produced not as many eagles. I mean than it did, you know, in years past.
1: I, I agree. I, I What I didn't like about the change, particularly 15, is the fact they angled the fairway more to slope right to left. So it yes. gave the ball less chance of having a clear shot into the green. So even Scotty Scheffler, who had a really good drive on 18 today, had to hit a huge hook to get it over the water. I wish they'd give him a little bit more room, because I think I'm like you. I want to see the exciting. I want to see the risk reward there. And I, I think you still would have gotten it, today or for most of the week, if the wind wasn't that way, but yeah. I, I would have liked to see the the, the the fairway be a little bit, not have that right to left kick on it as much.
0: Number 11, it was number, it was the easiest in driving accuracy. And then it was, ended up being the hardest hole on the golf course all week. What are your thoughts on the changes over at 11?
1: I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I think I, I agree with your sentiment that they, 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 they're taking the, to have it more that second shot, they want to have a long iron in their, in your hand on that second shot. And, and they want everyone to have a long iron as much as we as much as they can. And they made the, the biggest part of it to me. The change is, is that second shot where they made it more severe to the right uh, of that chipping area down there. If you recall, Larry Mize chipped in in a playoff with yes. with, with uh, Greg Norman in 1987 when he won. And I heard a quote this week. Well, they just took Larry Mize's chip away um, because it, it's a lot change. more severe. So I I think that w- that change is the is the biggest thing on that hole. Um, the length factor, once again, for the PGA Tour players, is not a big deal. Um, they did lower the tee a little bit too. I, I think it's fine. I, I, they, they want a hard par four, a really hard par four, and that probably on the back nine, if you really look at it, is the only par four that they're really hitting a long iron into, maybe ten, and then an eleven. Outside of that, it's 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 water, it's risk reward, and it's short irons if they hit a good tee shot.
0: You're listening to Weekend Joe on online.com driven by Munganest Alton Toyota, St. Louis Acura. Follow them online at AltonToyota.com and St. Acura.com. We're talking to Skip buyer, the three-time Missouri State amateur champion about the 2022 Masters. Uh, Rory had a hell of a day today with the only the eighth sixty-four ever in uh, in uh, Sunday history at Augusta National. Um, he's running out of chances to get his career mm-hmm. grand slam. Um He looks like he has the ability to compete. He shot 73, 73, 71, 64 over the course of four days. Your thoughts on Rory completing the career Grand Slam.
1: Well, it's been eight years almost since he's won his last major. And I I, I think, uh, you know, every time he goes to a major, it's it's more and more difficult the the longer that gets. And it's the eighth time that he's had the opportunity to win the Masters to to get the career Grand Slam. Um, you know, even though he finished second, I mean, he really, was he in it? Yes. Did he have a great round today? Yes. But he, he never really had a chance. Um, it, it was, he was too far behind uh, sensational round today. He hold three shots from off the green. Um, I think the big thing with Rory is I think a lot of analysts have said it's and I, I agree. It's not necessarily the end. It's the beginning of his week. He is. If you look at the statistics, his first round scoring average on major championship Thursdays is terrible. Very pedestrian. He gets off to very, very slow starts to where he puts himself behind the eight ball continually. He does it at the masters all the time Mm -hmm. this week, 73, 73, 71, while difficult conditions, he didn't give himself an opportunity to have when he does have a good round or a great round or a spectacular round as he did today to able to push it over the edge. So I think he's getting closer. I know he's working with uh, Bob Rattella now, and they're working mentally to help him out with some things. I'll be anxious to see how the rest of his major season go after this round. Um, hopefully for him, he has many more chances. He's pretty young still. I know he's been around for a long time, but he's only barely getting into his prime. So yep. I'm, every year I seemingly pick him because I find arguments to have him on my team. I like him. I like his golf swing. I think he has the game to win there. I hope he's not of the Ernie Els guy that never won there or Greg Norman who never won there. I think he hopefully will be the guy that wins eventually like Phil Mickelson won in all the years that he tried. And that's what
0: I hope as well, because I mean, how fun would it be, especially this year with all this, with all the Saudi golf league stuff going on to have Greg Norman, you know, at least be able to be in the field of the masters. For some reason, he looks like he can still go out there and shoot a 66.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think the part of the masters that's great is the past champions that get to play. And we didn't have Phil this week, this year, because of that. But we had, you know, when you have tiger woods or you have Freddie couples or whoever, and it's seemingly, it, you know, Marco is there. Great. You know, uh, some you know, Sandy Lyle still plays, but boy, I, I, I miss Ernie Els. I miss some of those guys that I think yeah. would have been great champions. Greg Norman would have been one. Um, there would have been a great to be part of the, the master's week. It, unfortunately, it, it doesn't work that way. Golf can be a very cruel game at times.
0: Cruel, cruel, cruel. And just, and I agree, Ernie, would be great to see a guy like Ernie there, a guy like Corey Pavin there. Um, You know, if Payne Stewart had won and, and was still alive, seeing him there would be incredible to see that. So uh i i agree uh, that's also one of my favorite traditions is seeing the, uh, the the past champions being able to continually play you know have their have their lifetime invite to uh, augusta a uh, couple more things i want to hit with you sure. uh tiger finishes 47th plus 13 uh was kind of in contention on friday uh, but you could tell that the right leg was just He was really, really struggling today, especially after the cold yesterday. And uh, I I think he told uh, Amanda Balionis Renner, sorry Amanda Renner, after the round that he felt like he was out there practicing putting because he had a thousand putts on the course on Saturday.
1: (laughs) You know, I think we all, and I think even he, which which loved to be back, loved to see him there. It was fantastic. Uh, His round on on, on Thursday was, was remarkable, but I, but you could see then. And I think you could see it over the, over time that he was hanging in there. He really wasn't, uh, you know, forging forward up the leaderboard. He was, he was just trying to he was, he was just trying to be, make the cut. He was just hanging in there, hanging around to do the very, very best he can. Clearly he's, he's limping and it's, it's going to be tough, but I, I think this week, particularly the first time back, he was kind of seeing where he, his body is, how can he compete? Where can he go forward? Uh, I don't think the weather was his friend. I mean, the colder, the temperatures, I mean, I'm 48 years old. It's, co- it's, it's a lot harder to get up when it's colder than it is when it's warmer. He's got a fused back and left knee surgery and a bum right leg. So the fact that he could do what he could do mentally, it's still there. He can hit the golf shots. The question is, can he do it at a major? Can he not play in regular events and do it in a major uh, every once in a while? That's to be determined. I'm sure like everyone else is hoping for it, but um, it, this week, while it was heroic, it was courageous. I think we also saw how hard an uphill battle it's going to be for him to try to win another major. It's, it's, it's a really big leap uh, going forward in my opinion.
0: Oh, it's a huge leap. I, I would be, I would love to see it. I'd love to see him get to 18, but uh, you're right. The, the leap to get there is going to be huge. You did commit to playing in the, in the open championship, uh, this July. Um, I don't, I don't know if he did that on the broadcast today or if he said it in a quote somewhere, but I'm kind of excited to see that too. That should be a much easier walk for him than Augusta. Uh, Uh,
1: real easy. That'll be nothing compared to what he just went through. St. Andrews is the easiest course to walk in the history of major championships. Whereas Augusta is the worst walk. I think there's a chance he might play at Southern Hills as well. I know it's only a month, but that's not a hard walk at all the golf course. It's not that long. It's certain for them. It's uh, very doable. He won a PGA championship there. So I think that's possible as well. Um, I think he'd more app missed the U S open, uh, than he would. I think he's going to try for the PGA, but it, it's still a struggle. It's wonderful to see him. If it's twice a year, it's great to see him. Uh, he makes golf better. And I even, his attitude and his gratefulness and his, um, smile, um, have softened. And I, I think that he can do so much for sport and for the world beyond golf. Um, that's what I, I like to see is I hope that he takes that um, and playing golf while it might be a part-time activity for him. I hope he can take his persona and make that more of a platform than just the golf. He really let that
0: shine in the uh, interview preceding the matches broadcast. They with Jim Nance. They did a long, fo- a long, long form, hour long interview. That was really quite incredible
1: he's um when he wants to be and I and I think he's becoming that way I think he's seeing the the bigger picture I I think I was texting with uh Jay our our mutual friend and and I co-host on uh, fairways and greens all all during the tournament and he you know it just shows you that golf is bigger than all of us even Tiger Woods and and we didn't I mean Phil Mickelson who we didn't even really did I miss him sure but I didn't even think of them until today nope. um, throughout the entire event. So golf is so much bigger than us all. And there's so many great things that can come of it. And, and Tiger can be a huge part of that going forward. And hopefully it's with the golf playing the game and doing other things as well.
0: I teased it earlier, but talking about uh, back to Scotty Shuffler and the way he ended his round yesterday on 18 at Augusta national. So for those who were not aware, he hit one, he his drive was in the left trees and According to what I've read and what and, and what I was counting during the when I was watching it during the broadcast, he utilized four different rule interpretations <laughs> in order to get to the point where he was able to drop that ball when and where he wanted to. He was uh, he, we learned about how to really take an unplayable lie, uh, where to drop, and the cleaning of the um, pine needles in the drop area, uh, marking the ball to identify it and then taking the tee and checking for roots before he dropped it. I have never seen
1: anything like that on a, a, on a major championship before. The key to that all is not what you said is that they had an official there the entire time, the entire time. That's the key. Because guess what? If the official makes a mistake, it doesn't hurt you. If you make a mistake without the official, you get docked. So I don't care. I, I, I don't care what you have. And when you're, playing in a major championship or a huge tournament yes it's good to know the rules but if you're even if you're 100 percent certain you call it an official because the official could either if he screws up and to your benefit it's going to only help you so bring in an official he's it's, it's like insurance so there's no reason to try to do that on your own and he did utilize several different conditions that you can do now yeah. some new in the, in the rules of golf some have been around for a long time um, and it's, it's well within the rules. Everyone else could do it as well. And I, I think it was smart of him. I think what showed me in that moment, which I think honestly is the biggest moment of the week was that 18th hole making bogey there because mm-hmm. it separated himself more from the rest of the field other than cam Smith and M it it, and it. So really he could only be caught by those two players and it kept three shots lead instead of two shots, which is a huge difference going into the next day, it gives him some more wiggle room. So by making that five, showing the composure to do that when everything could have been going crazy, I think was a huge point in his master's success. And so I think it was as key a point as the chipping on three or the ball going in the water on, with Cam Smith. If he makes double or triple bogey there on 18, you could have some problems. Skip, what do you have going on this summer? Uh, I, I got, hopefully... I, I do I'm doing two things. I'm going to hopefully play some golf and I'm going to watch my daughter play a lot of softball. Uh, she likes, she's a competitive softball player and some select softball. So I, I enjoy doing that. So I'm going to um, I'm going to play some tournaments. I'm not going to play as many as as, as I have in the past, um, but um, I'm, I'm going to be like Tiger Woods. I'm going to pick my spots. I'm a, I'm not broken down old man quite as bad as that, but I'm I'm broken down. So I'm going to pick my spots and play. Will you commit on this podcast
0: to playing in the Fanpage <laughs> page club
1: championship? Well, I I I have entered before. Have you the really? Problem I have. I I, I th- like three years ago. Jay was on the show and said, and they announced it, and I said I want to play. And I texted him. I said I'll play if I can play Iggy in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the problem was they went from just scheduling matches and doing it to where they have to do it on a particular day They do all the first round matches. Right. So once I I was already in another event, I committed to, so I had to back out at that point, I would love to play, but the problem is I'm not going to be able to play my match on that day. So that has been the only reason because I would love to see, and I, part of the joy that I get is watching other people who don't normally play in competition, get to play in competition. And I, would love to see and give somebody 28 strokes and watch them play. It's, <laughs> it's fun to me and I enjoy it. Whether I, and, and most of the time it's not whether how good I play or not, it's how they play or not, whether Pretty I'm And so it's, it's fun. And um, that's, that's part of the game, the golf. I love playing golf. I love playing golfers with all different types of ability. If they're, if they gamble a little bit, they want to have fun. I'm, I'm, I'm good with playing with anybody.
0: I, uh, I was in the elite eight in 2020. I was a first round elimination in 2021. That was that It was the day after, uh, 12 of us had gone down to Dalhousie for a trip. (laughs) So they scheduled it the day after that. I'm like, thanks guys. That's really, really cool. You know, for guys not used to playing, you know, 36, 54 holes in, in three days. Uh, that was, it was quite the job. So it was a, it was a quick, uh, it was a quick dropout for me. And in the first round of last year, I'm hoping to rebound quickly this year. So,
1: well, I've always, I've always tried to, to, to convince Tim that it would be better to have a TMA four ball championship. I always think that's better so that you and a buddy could play another buddy and they don't have to worry about these single match. I just think it'd be more fun um, than to have this individual match play. But I always, I, that was always my suggestion. Because I just think it. I just think you'd have a lot more camaraderie and fun with four people in the group than just the two in one match.
0: It's a really good idea. I can't believe. It. I guess maybe it could be too complicated for some of the players that are in.
1: Well, the only the only issue is is it's harder sometimes to get four people to commit to a date than just sure. two people to commit to a date. But I always feel like a, a better ball championship, and particularly with that crowd and that uh, that show, I think always think you know teaming up with somebody you know whether it would be it would be a lot of fun
0: yeah because there are some 28 handicaps i mean who may or may not have a chance to make it past the first round you know i play to about a 13 so i mean i could i could end up i could end up giving a guy five or i could be getting five from somebody so it it, it could really go either way um it's a lot of fun but you're like like you said it's a lot of fun for a guy like me who doesn't compete other than like at a league level to actually get up here and play some match play and have some fun and I have really enjoyed my uh, my time with it Skip I appreciate
1: your time tonight uh, sure buddy uh, I, I enjoyed it it was good it's good, it good getting to get to know you again or, re, or reinvigorating our relationship at some point I appreciate it I, I, I enjoyed it
0: yeah I enjoyed it too talking to Skip Burkmeyer, he is the co host of Fairways and Greens on the Big Five Fifty KTRS you're listening to Weekend Joe on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Alton Toyota I'm Andy Hanselman Hope you enjoyed our conversation with the great Skip Burkmeyer, the three-time Missouri State Amateur Champion and 10-time Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association Player of the Year and the co-host of Fairways and Greens on the Big 550 KTRS in St. Louis with Jay Randolph Jr. You can also find him on Twitter at S. Burkmeyer. Thanks for listening to Weekend Joe on ClaimsOnline.com, driven by Munkinast, Alton Toyota. You can find them online at AltonToyota.com dot com.